Happy Hanukkah! This year, Judaism Unbound is partnering with our friends, the Torah Studio, on a new way of celebrating Hanukkah called Apocryphist, Hanukkah Unbound and Uncanonized. We believe that Hanukkah can be a time of year where we connect to many books that were not officially included in the Hebrew Bible, but which nonetheless can be meaningful for Jewish individuals, communities, and the world. Through five bonus episodes, we will be exploring some of these books in detail and asking big questions about what canon even means. Liana Wertman, founder of the Torah Studio, which is an accessible and inclusive learning space that encourages people to take ownership of our traditional Jewish texts, and a past partner with us on live streaming events exploring books from Esther to Lamentations to Ecclesiastes to Ruth, joins us for all five of these bonus conversations. Learn more and sign up for our Apocryphist email list by visiting judaismunbound.com slash apocrypha. A-P-O-C-R-Y-P-H-A. This is a special bonus edition of Judaism Unbound. Hanukkah 2022, number one, Apocryphist. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Dan Liebenson. And I'm Lex Rofberg. Wowie zowie. Hanukkah's almost here. We are pretty amped about that. And more than being pretty amped, we have what we always have when we're amped, which is ideas for new ways of observing holidays and stuff. So the way that we are channeling our ampedness is through mini episodes, bonus episodes, where we are going to talk about Hanukkah, but in some indirect ways that might not feel like we're talking about Hanukkah, because in partnership with the Torah Studio and the wonderful Liana Wertman, who is with us, we are diving into books of the Apocrypha. More on what that means in a second, but we are diving into books that are not part of the official biblical canon, but which in different ways, depending on the book, do matter for Jewish tradition and also matter for other religious traditions. So without saying too much about that right now, basically this eight-day period of Hanukkah, we are going to be experiencing as a moment to connect to the Apocrypha. And so I'm going to pass to Liana to say a little bit of like why, because it's not random that we chose this holiday of Hanukkah to tie to books that did not make it into the Bible. So Liana, what's going on with this? Apocrypha are books and stories and and even just sections of stories that we have not included in our official Jewish biblical canon. And uh, one of the ones that is the most striking is the story of the Maccabees, the story of Hanukkah as we know it. We don't find it anywhere in our official biblical canon. And that means that we've built this entire holiday that whether it was a small holiday that people were trying to celebrate and the rabbis went along with 2000 years ago to now what is a major important holiday for especially Jewish Americans, we just have to figure out where that story even comes from. We actually have a few sources that we've found it in. There's the book of Maccabees, which is the most well-known version of the story, but the rabbis also got confused and wondered about what else this story could have looked like. And so they've created other versions of the story of the Maccabees of Hanukkah as well. And so we're really excited to be looking at these different stories that we have throughout our history, uh, where the story exists, it's important to us, it's important to our community and to different Jewish communities throughout time, but it doesn't actually get itself into most of the books that we normally look at. And so that's what we'll be looking at through the next few episodes. Yeah, 100%. And I like I want to make explicit some agendas that certainly I have that I think all of us have uh, around the Apocrypha because 
what just came out of what you said, Liana, is A, there's multiple different versions of the Hanukkah story. And you alluded to this, but I'll say it directly. They're like wildly different versions and they have super different emphases. Like the, the story of Hanukkah that we find in the book of Maccabees, which didn't make it into our official canon, it emphasizes very much like a certain family, the the Hasmonean family of these five brothers and their military conquest. Um, the Talmud's approach to Hanukkah does not do that. They're aware of these brothers that seem to be sort of the origin story of Hanukkah and their rebellion. But their choice is to say this is kind of a God holiday. And like, it's great that God brought a particular miracle, the miracle being, you know, the oil lasted eight days. It was only supposed to last one. Like, probably the best marketed Jewish teaching or Jewish moment of any ever is like that idea. You can say that to people who are not Jewish at all. And they're oh yeah, the eight days, not one day. I know that one. So that's wildly different. And then there's even another one, this book, The Scroll of Antiochus, that's the name of the, the king who is most relevant to the story of Hanukkah that gets rebelled against. That's another version of this story that kind of intertwines elements of both of those themes and includes the famous oil story, but also is really all about that rebellion and includes a lot of violence and gore. But there's different versions of this stuff. Not only are there different versions of the Hanukkah story, there's different versions of what has counted as sacred. And and we don't always realize that. Like We assume that the books that made the canon of Bible are sort of the ones. And they represent a record of like official Judaism over time. And if your book isn't in that canon, then like, oh, I guess Jews didn't really care. Or maybe they did once, but we shouldn't anymore. And our claim is that if we're really going to have a connection to Jews across time and across different geographic communities, we should make an attempt at least to connect to all the different books they cared about. And a lot of those books didn't make it into the Bible and so we might as well try to sort of reconnect to those and build our own meaning into those books. So that's what we see a chance to do on Hanukkah, which already has these sort of direct connections to the Apocrypha, the Pseudepigrapha, these set of books that didn't make it in. It's funny because when you're saying that, I feel like I'm sitting here being a little bit of a traditionalist because I feel like you're talking about the Apocrypha and I'm like, yeah, but there's a canonized Apocrypha. Like there's the Apocrypha and then there's the Apocrypha to the Apocrypha, meaning there's a certain set of books that are like officially the Apocrypha, which means I think the hidden away books, but they kind of mean the books that didn't make it into the Bible. But and they made it into Christian Bibles, by the way. That's like the official ones, most of into them. Into some Christian Bibles. Yeah. But, so yeah, those are the books that the Jews consider the Apocrypha. But then there's the books that are like, yeah, oh, they didn't even make it into the Christian Bible, you know, and what do we call those? Like those are the super Apocrypha. Because I think that what you're bringing in here is that we want to talk about both, that it's not just that we want to talk about the official Apocrypha, we want to talk about the the various apocryph apocryphoi. I don't know what's the <laughs> apocryphote, apocrypheme, uh, apocryphas, apocryphae. So uh, I don't know. It's one of those suffixes. Yeah, I'm with you, Dan. And really, what I think you're hinting at is exactly our goal with this set of mini episodes. It's it's not so much ah, we want to talk about this particular book, Megillat Antioch, because we want to talk about the Book of Judith. We want to talk about Maccabees. Like we want to talk about Jubilees. It's more the concept you're bringing up of 
that which is authorized, that which is canonized, versus that which isn't authorized, that which isn't canonized. My grand theory, and I think it's a grand theory that our organizations share, the thing that makes books holy or Jewish isn't that they're canonized. It's that Jews engage with them and make meaning out of them. And so one way that we can do that is to proactively take on books that haven't been authorized and kind of make them authorized or sort of find meaning in them. And that's what we're doing with these books. And I agree with you, Dan, we're doing it with books that are like the easiest to do it with. They're already adjacent to the Bible. This is like the 101. No, but I mean, some of them aren't like Mickey Lott Antiochus, like you mentioned, it's not, it didn't even make it into the Apocrypha. What that's a, true. That's true. I mean, it was written later. Parents. But like, this is a moment, we would argue, to think about who is included, what books are included, who isn't included, what books aren't included. And what's so funny is the actual story of the Maccabees themselves is about that too. I mean, this was a set of people who had a very clear image in their head of what the right kind of Jews were in their time and what wrong kinds of Jews were. And their rebellion was very much about prioritizing certain agendas and, you know, decentering others. And so this is a logical time of year to consider those themes. What do we cherish? What do we want to center? What what groups haven't been centered? What books haven't been centered? How do we actively do that in our time? Another thing that I'm connecting between Hanukkah and Apocrypha is also that Hanukkah is really based around local custom. Because we have so little law around it and so little story around it, so much of what we do for Hanukkah has been built up through custom over many years and has changed depending on the community that it's in. A lot of the Apocrypha that we're looking at here, some of the reasons that some of them get more attention than others, and also, I mean, the the politics around it is essentially that different communities have prioritized these books of Apocrypha to continue to stay a part of their tradition, that different communities have used these books of Apocrypha in their regular Jewish practice. And the fact that they're not canonized is, you know, like I said, a political decision from the larger Jewish community. But getting to explore them at this time is an opportunity for us to also think about how different Jewish communities have engaged with texts that matter to them outside of what we call like canon and into just their traditions and customs as a community. In the Talmud, there's actually one book, at least one book, but one that I know of that's in the Bible that made it into the canonized Bible. The Talmud expresses some confusion about whether it really is part of the Bible, and that's the book of Esther. And there's another book that did not make it into the Bible, which is the wisdom of Ben Sirah, that the Talmud isn't quite sure is not in the Bible. And so the line between Apocrypha and Bible is not as clear as people might think. And to the extent that it is clear that it did become canonized and clear at some point, that point was much later than people think because the Talmud is canonized or completed in around, let's say the year 600. And even there in that written work of the Talmud, it's still a little confused about whether the Book of Esther and the Wisdom of Ben Sirach are both in the Bible or not. And so if that was not clear, even until the year 600 or so, then it feels like, you know, you think that the Bible was canonized about a thousand years before that. And it was this holy book that everybody kind of agreed what it was, but clearly that's not the case. And so it makes it feel again, more open than we tend to learn that it is. And I would add a shout out to the books of Song of Songs and Ecclesiastes, which 
there there are two other examples of books that did get included in the canon, but which we have direct evidence in the Talmud were contested. They, there were some people who thought they should be and some who didn't. And the most famous version of this is when Rebbe Akiva, one of the key figures of the Talmud, he like gets up on his high horse and is like, no, 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 no. Those people who are like unsure about Song of Songs, I think it's the Holy of Holies. I think it's like the most important book. Like you gotta, gotta keep it in. And he wins that fight. Um, but we have evidence that not everybody was on that page and certainly, and same with Ecclesiastes. So I'm excited to think about all of these books and questions and mostly for all of us to take a second to think about what canon is and how we actually have agency over creating it. It's a chance for us to meditate on a specifically Jewish issue that also channels out into our broader world, which feels appropriate for Hanukkah. So we're going to close out this first mini episode, and I hope that you'll stick with us for the remaining episodes. We're going to be releasing one every couple days of Hanukkah, not quite eight crazy nights of Apocrypha, but four more plus this, so five total conversations. But we hope that you'll also stay tuned for our emails that are going to be going out, if you opt into them. We're not going to send them to our, our whole email lists, but if you would like to connect to Questions of Canon, to some of these books we're talking about in your own inbox, you can sign up for that either on the Judaism Unbound website, judaismunbound.com, or the Torah Studios website, thetorahstudio.org. Please, please be in touch with any comments, thoughts you have about these different books and what we might do with Questions of Canon. And with that... This has been Judaism Unbound.